0: This week on the Breakup Breakdown, she
1: had like an actual nervous breakdown about her parents. They didn't want her to be with a woman. They were crushing her, like you're going in the way of the devil. I mean, like really horrible, horrible, horrible stuff. And this was what she was raised in. Like, and so we broke up. And then during that time she got engaged to a guy. It didn't seem like it was for the right reasons.
0: Yeah, if I heard about that happening, I'd probably assume the same thing. Hey, what's up? It's Abby from The Breakup Breakdown. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode. If you're new here, this podcast gets to the bottom of those messy breakups that you want to know more about. Like, it could be a submission from a girl you know from college who broke up with her boyfriend of, like, seven years and you've always been curious about it. Maybe it's something you saw on TikTok or it could even be your own breakup story. Whatever it is, you know we love the breakup tea here and also getting some good lessons along the way. If you've got a submission for the podcast, head down to the episode description. You'll find a submission form linked there. And definitely while you're down there, check out all the details for the upcoming breakup breakdown podcast. It's coming up on September 23rd in Atlanta, Georgia. And as always, if you'd like to jump to a certain part of the interview, you can check out timestamps in the episode description. Hey, Heartbreakers, welcome back to another episode of the Breakup Breakdown. Thanks so much for tuning in. This week, we've got a submission about someone who got engaged multiple times to different people, and we've got the tea. But before we get into that, I wanna let you know what domestic violence shelter we're supporting this week. Every week, we just give a shout out to a different shelter throughout the country. So if you feel called to help out and support, you can do so. This week, we're giving a shout out to Friends of Yates in Kansas City, Missouri. As always, I'm gonna link that information on how you can support in the episode description. Also, if you haven't heard me talk about it enough, the Breakup Breakdown Brunch is going down next weekend on September 23rd in Atlanta, Georgia. Tickets are still available, but they are running out. So if you want to go, you should definitely jump on it as soon as possible. I don't have that many left. It's $50 plus tax, but that does include a brunch buffet and also a live podcast. So if you've ever wanted to hang out with me in person, this would be the place to do so. It's going to be so fun. It's at Five Church in Midtown, and I just got to tour the space for the first time. I've been to Five Church before, but there's like an actual event room and I got to check it out. I just got so excited. It's going to be so fun. I'll have a little space where we can take photos and you can meet other listeners. And I'm really excited about the tea that we're going to be spilling during the podcast portion as well, because I'm not posting it anywhere. So if you want all the exclusive tea from someone that you might actually already know and Not me. I'm not like alluding to my own breakup story. You better come because it's going to be so fun. Again, $50. Check out ticket info in the episode description. Okay, so getting into this week's episode, we have a submission about a couple that dated for like a long time, like years. But one half of the couple, they had dated for like years, but at some point, I guess they broke up like a couple of times. Like the first time they broke up, one of them ended up getting engaged and then breaking off that relationship and then getting back with them. And then after they broke up for, I guess, the final time after a couple of years, they got engaged to another person. And I don't know about you, but like just finding one person to want to spend the rest of their life with me seems hard enough. So whatever this person is doing, like props to them, (laughs) because obviously doing something right or maybe doing something wrong just because you're getting engaged doesn't necessarily mean it's going well but I did find that really interesting you date someone break up and then you get engaged and then you get back with them and then you get engaged and then married again it really makes you think was the relationship you kept going back to the one for you and there was just maybe one thing about that relationship that just didn't fit and just caused tension and that's why you guys could never be together or was it toxic and it was something that you couldn't get out of also like what went down with the first engagement that broke up i mean like there's multiple breakups happening here you know you have the first breakup with the main couple that we're centering on then one half of the couple gets engaged and they break up i mean If you think you're going to spend the rest of your life with someone, that's kind of traumatic. And then you jump into that. First, relationship again, which I can't imagine was a smooth transition. You get out of that relationship and then you finally get engaged. So, what was it about that person that fit you best? Or was it a good situation at all? Like, was it just comfortable to get into another committed relationship after a really traumatic, long term relationship? But we've got the details from one half of that couple, not the person who was in multiple engagements, but their girlfriend. And we are going to break down this breakup. It's finally not a miserable temperature outside, which only means one thing. Summer is coming up. And let's make one thing clear. There is hibernation, Abby, and there is summer, Abby. And summer, Abby, likes to feel light and healthy. That's why I've been trying out meals from Factor. They've got meals shipped to your house that are super easy to heat up in a jiffy. And you're probably like, ew, a refrigerated meal that must be so unhealthy and gross. No, I can confirm these are delicious. And they have so many different options like calorie smart, keto, protein plus, or vegan and veggie. You can also add on more than 60 add-ons every single week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. You get chef-prepared meals on the table in two minutes with Factors ready-to-eat meals so you can get back to doing what you love this spring and you don't have to clean anything up. Head to Factormeals.com breakup50 and use code BREAKUP50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code BREAKUP50 at Factormeals.com BREAKUP50 to get 50% off your first box off your next box while your subscription is active.
1: I met my ex. I'm going to call her Casey for the sake of this. But Casey and I met on, it's really cringy, Tumblr. Peak Tumblr era for gay people, for sure. So we met on Tumblr and we were really young. You know, we were teenagers. We had met and what really drew me to her was I had followed her because I was on Tumblr. And this was like when I was kind of feeling out things. I wasn't necessarily out but I was kind of doing it on my own terms. So I went on Tumblr, was like out there. And so I met her there, followed her. She reached out to me. It drew me to her. which was just that she liked girls, first of all. But then second of all, she lived kind of near me. She's like six hours away, but um, similar age, started talking because she reached out to me first and we had similar interests when it came to like music interests and things like that and then we also had um interests when it came to like animals and just similar interests when it came to movies things like that like really typical things and we also were both really young and so we both this is our first serious relationship so that was another thing that kind of drew to me to her was that we had a similar not dating history because she had dated more people but you know this is the first time we'd ever had a serious serious interest in somebody like that.
0: So how long was your relationship total? And at what point did you start to notice that things were probably not going to end in the best way? We dated in total for, I
1: think it was like right
0: at four years, like give or take. I think I romanticized
1: what was going to be of this relationship was the second time around that we dated, which was, God, I think in the four years, I think it was like a year and a half or two, like halfway through-ish or a little bit earlier into the four years. And that's when I was like, I don't know. And then clearly I just kept going, which is like a whole story. But yeah.
0: When you say romanticized, what did you romanticize about that relationship? I think I romanticized the way we met because I was very
1: sheltered is probably the best word was very sheltered. I also had just very bad anxiety issues and so I think for me I was very naive and I romanticized the fact that she was my first everything I mean I didn't I had never even dated boys like she had had a little bit of dating experience but I mean that was my
0: first anything I was very very
1: what's the word like a late bloomer
0: so talk to me about those first few instances of kind of maybe starting to get a red flag of like things might start going downhill. What was that first moment for you? So we
1: dated six months and she had like an actual nervous breakdown about her parents because they it was like six months in. She had a whole freak out literally overnight. And I don't mean to be insensitive. I shouldn't say freak out. But she finally just kind of fell apart when it came to her parents pressuring her. And I felt really horrible for her. But she like she was like, I saw God. He talked to me. This is wrong. All this stuff. So we broke up for for a year, a year and a half.
0: Pressuring, pressuring her in what way
1: pressuring her in the way of like they didn't want her to be with a woman i she had talked to the girls but they didn't know that so as far as they knew i was i was the one who set this all off it was an intense household to come in and be like hey Uh, your daughter has a girlfriend, especially because they'd only ever seen her senior day guys. So they were pressuring her like, this is a sin. This is wrong. You're going in the way of the devil. I mean, like really horrible, horrible, hurtful stuff. And this was what she was raised in. Like, So it was a lot of pressure. And so it finally came to a head and I don't hold that part against her. She had an actual, in my opinion, nervous breakdown. So she flip-flopped and just like hardcore tried to convert herself basically. And so we broke up. And then during that time, She got engaged to a guy, like all this stuff. And that's not to say she couldn't be bisexual. I'm just saying it didn't seem like it was for the right reasons. Three weeks after she broke up with me and had that whole moment where she was just like, This is wrong. I confused my feelings and God talked to me and he told me this is wrong. All this stuff. He, she like three weeks later had a boyfriend and that broke my poor little heart. Like had a whole all too well moment by like Taylor Swift. It was really horrible. But then she broke up with him, I guess. And then, I don't know, a handful of
0: months later, she got engaged to a dude, another dude uh, within like four months of meeting the guy. So two guys, first boyfriend breaks up, second guy, they get engaged within like four months. Yep. And
1: then, and then she dated another girl. So then she kind of came out of that whole episode everything that was going on. I think she just kind of came back to reality a little bit, like whatever you want to call it kind of subsided. So then she started dating girls again. And then when she reached out to me before, and this is what started us dating again, she reached out to me over email randomly one day and I got it. And at this point I hadn't talked to her in like a year or a year and a half. was really torn up over her still. I'd really had trouble getting over her. And she sent me this email basically being like, Hey, that was, I'm so sorry, all this stuff, like very genuine. I hope you're doing well. I really fucked up. Like, I know I screwed up and I'm sorry like i'm sorry you got kind of caught in the crossfires of all that stuff i've been talking to this other girl and like i just want you to know like i'm i'm doing better in terms of like identifying like being who i am whatever you want to call it and she was just like i hope you're doing well and so i reached back out to her we agreed to meet at a time i'd asked my girlfriend at the time if she was okay with this because she knew it would have been a really bad breakup and she was like yeah it's totally fine i'm comfortable with it i trust you all that stuff so it was the first time we really got to talk about things so we were going to meet and do that and then that's what kind of started the cat that was the catalyst for me to break up with my girlfriend because i was like I don't, I think this relationship isn't working the way it needs to be for this to be long-term. I don't know what's going to happen with Casey. I'll figure it out. So then we broke up. My other girlfriend and I broke up.
0: Okay. So you guys get back together the second time. Where do things go from there? Downhill, man. Downhill. <laughs> like, that, was, that was like when everything was really bad.
1: Us getting back together, it was a whole bunch of stuff because I did just break up with my girlfriend. So it was like a lot. Anyways, it, it, it was a really complicated way for us to get back together. And I right out the gate, notice red flags. So there wasn't even like a honeymoon phase, really. When we got back together, like I said, I, I noticed like the red flags right out the gate, but I was so scared to say no, because I did. I was like, I don't want to feel that again. That was horrible. That was the worst thing I'd ever felt. You know what I mean? So I was like, if I was this torn up over the first time, it could be even worse this time if I, you know, quote unquote, blow my second chance. So I put up with a lot of shit, even from the jump. Because of it. And so the honeymoon phase didn't happen. There was just like immediately I recognized like she didn't respect boundaries. So we were long distance. When she came to see me, she would go to class with me, every single class. I couldn't shower by myself. We had to be together 24-7. If I went to work, she would sit at work with me. Like it was suffocating. And if she was apart from me, we had to be face tim- timing at all times I could, calling, texting. I if I was in class or work, Fine, I guess you can't text me, but you need to immediately go home and you need to be talking to me. Very controlling behavior,
0: yes. Is there a point where you're like, actually, I would like to break up. I would actually like to get out of this relationship. And it sounds silly because of course, we're living six hours apart. I could have just been like, fuck you, bye.
1: And <laughs> I just like, I had this con every time I thought that. There would always hit a point where I'd be like, I'm just, I'm done. I'm breaking up with her. And then I would have that thought of like, but remember last time, how bad you missed her. How bad, you know what I mean? You just- I had a pretty good experience with it the first six months because we were young and in love and there was not a lot of damage to do at that age. So I had this romanticized version of what it was going to be the second time. And I was just ignoring what it was in reality the second time because I was scared of the breakup being as bad as the first time.
0: That is the hardest part about when you get into that tougher phase of a relationship and you're looking back. It's almost like this, um, like this addiction of like, you're trying to hold on to like the high of when you Uh guys first got in. And so it's like, well, maybe if I just like keep trying, like that high will come back and then it never does. And I can imagine for you, that's really conflicting because you're thinking, well, the, my options here are, I can stay in this relationship with this person who hopefully it'll get back to that point. Or the alternative is to go back and maybe be miserable and miss her. So do you ever have to make that decision or does she end up doing something to where it made it easier for you to choose? It was every fight that I can think of
1: basically came back to Casey was just controlling and manipulative and possessive. So finally like four years into dating. Right. It came to a head one day because she was adamant on me basically taking off essentially a whole month that she wanted me to take off to travel between her visiting me and me visiting her the entire time. And I told her, I said, I don't think that's realistic. I work at a small pub in the middle of a a college town. They are not going to give me almost an entire month's time off. Everyone's asking for time off. She didn't care. She told me to put it in. So I did. When I got the hours back, I got everything off, surprisingly, except for New Year's Eve night. So I got a lot of time off, which is very generous, but I didn't get off New Year's Eve night, which seems fair. So I told Casey, look, here's the dilemma. You're going to come visit me. Great. And I can come visit you for like a week or two, but I cannot see you for the entire two or three weeks, whatever it was going to be. I'm just going to have to come back home. There's no point in me driving right back up six hours one way to come see you for like another four or five days just because I have New Year's Eve night off or on. I'm working New Year's Eve. So I said, I'll come and see you for all that time. But like, we're just not going to see each other for that last week or whatever it was. She would not accept it. She flipped out, couldn't believe it, said I was being selfish. Yeah, just like couldn't believe it, thought I was being selfish. We had this whole thing. um, And she tried to call my boss or she was going to call my boss and explain the situation and ask for her to give me more and probably get me fired. So she had told my roommate, my coworker at the time, this. And she luckily told her, do not do that. But she told me about it. So I talked to Casey and I was like, you know what? This is ridiculous. I said, This is nothing's changing. You're not taking this seriously. I said, I for real, this time I need a serious break. So I told her we had a whole like two hour conversation on the phone where I was like, I need a break. We need to take an extended break. And she's like, Well, how long? And I said, I don't know. I needed this to be a serious break. I need you to not contact me. I need you to. Give me space. I think we both need some time away. I don't know what time it's going to end. So I think we need to just kind of feel it out and see where we go from here. And I said, and for that reason, you have the right to date other people if you want. I don't want you to feel like you're in limbo. That would be selfish. She flips out because I made that comment. She's like, well, why would you say that? Are you trying to date somebody? And I said, no, I'm just saying it out of respect to you as the person who's calling this break. Um, and she had this whole thing. So we finally like kind of ended on OK terms in the phone call and was like, let's just try it. Let's. I, I need some space for us to be able to actually have a chance at this point. Two days later, she is um, on Instagram posting a photo of her with her ex-fiance. The ex-fiance that she had told me was so abusive and controlling and horrible. And she had blogged on everything and he had been so evil and horrible and all these things. And suddenly she's conveniently hanging out with him like two days later and posting about it. I don't know why. It just finally snapped in my brain. I remember seeing it just as, as clear as it was. I was like, you don't care about me. If you really truly did love me, I think she loves me, but if you really truly unconditionally selflessly love me, why would you do that? There's no excuse for it. You know what the reason was. I think I just saw everything in my head coming together, of being like this person doesn't truly take care of me, doesn't truly respect me unless it's on their terms. And I don't want to be with somebody for the rest of my life. I don't want to make a life with somebody who A, makes me miserable on a daily basis, but B, can't even treat me right when I'm doing the same to them after they have treated me like shit and seeing it that way made it come together. So I called her up and I said, we're done. I'm, I'm over it. And I like told her off. I said, we're done. I'm sick of your shit. You've treated me like dog shit at this point. I And I hope the best for you, but I don't want anything to do with you anymore. This is no longer a break. We're done. We're period done. That's it. And she tried to play it off and be cool. And as I'm talking to her, I hear a guy's voice in the background. I'm like, where are you? Do you mean on speakerphone right now? And she's, Oh no, no. Uh, uh, I'm at his house i was like who the fuck is this is the other guy that was in the photo with her and her ex-fiance i've never seen him before in my life um and then two weeks later they were dating <laughs> oh and i forgot to mention during this whole two years i forgot to tell you this too the first time we talked the whole time the two years that we dated the second time around we got secretly engaged
0: oh <gasps> what yeah. and that was like a whole story too because it was like horrible Wait, um, you say secretly engaged a why was it a secret well, okay, just period. Why was it a secret? It was a secret. Cause I didn't want, I didn't want to be engaged. I mean, she luckily
1: kind of led the way of being like, well, we'll keep it a secret because my family would freak out. Cause at this point they had kind of gotten better from the first time. But so we were, she was like, let's just keep it a secret. And I just kind of went along with it. I was like, yeah, yeah let's keep it a secret. Cause of your family, I just didn't want people. I didn't want to be engaged. I could have said no, absolutely. But I said, I said, yes, because of the same shit I said earlier, which isn't a good reason, but like I did it because I was like, I just don't want to have the fight. I don't want to have this fight. It's going to be hell. If I say no, she's going to get up in her feelings about it and it's going to be a thing. Did she plan like an elaborate proposal or did she just say, hey, do you want to get married? She, well, it's funny you ask that because so she planned out an elaborate proposal, apparently, because she told me about it later and it was going to be like a treasure hunt. I don't, I don't even know. We hadn't even, at this point, we were like 21 or 20 years old like and I don't know why she thought this was a good time to get engaged, but she had a plan for that. But then she changed it last minute because we got, ended up getting engaged because we went on a trip to like the beach or something like that. And it was just me and her. And we went to a bar, got home and it was like two in the morning and I was tired I'm eating Taco Bell. Cause like, why not? And she wanted to go get in the shower. And I said, and she was like, come get in the shower. Cause like I said, I couldn't even shower by myself. And I said, no, I was like, no, I'm good. I just want to eat my food, whatever. So I'm like watching TV. I was like, I'll just shower after you or whatever. She literally, I'm not kidding, dude. Literally was in the shower. Cause it was like in a hotel room. So it was like right next to the bathroom door. So I could hear it. She has the door open. is crying in the shower very loudly being like, please get in the shower. So yeah, so she's like whining and crying in the shower. And I just was ignoring her. Cause this is the point where I was just fed up. She gets out. And I happen to make a comment. She finally drops it or whatever. But then I'm watching the show. I made some kind of comment, I guess, about like, oh, if my wife did that, I would be so upset or something like that. She told me later on that was, quote, unquote, a sign that it was time to propose. So she had the ring ready. So I guess she wasn't. I don't know why she'd have the ring if she wasn't going to propose. Anyways, so she I all of a sudden turn around and she is half like still wet, like from the shower, like barely dry. No pants on, like fully naked from the waist down. Like, is Winnie it, the, like Winnie the Pooh? Straight up, like Winnie the Pooh, man. And is like not even fully dressed. And this, I swear to God, I was so, so caught off guard. And I turned around, she's like on her hands and he's like, will you marry me? And I was like, what? I'm holding a Taco Bell burrito. I was like, what? And I went, are you serious? Are you serious? Like I said, like five times. And she got mad at me for it later on because she was like, why were you asking that? Because deep down, I was like, please, this has got to be a joke. Um, so I was like, yeah, like, sure. Yes. You know, and then I never saw the ring again and we never talked about
0: it again. <laughs> What did the, was the ring like a legit diamond or was it like a mood ring? It was, I don't know if it was a, I don't remember if it was a diamond. I think it was like a moissanite or something,
1: you know, like it was something like that. Or That's like kind a, of serious
0: though. Was it like, like cubit zirconia or yeah, It would be kind of expensive.
1: I, like I said, I could, I wish I could tell you more about it. I literally saw it one time and one time only. I like, I don't want anything. She was like, I'll just keep it while we wait until we tell people. And I was like, yeah, you keep it. Like, I just didn't. I'm being an asshole about it now, but like it was at the time I remember thinking like, I don't I don't want to be engaged, you know, and I think I was just being a 21 year old, not really thinking too far ahead of like, then why the hell are you saying yes, you know, I just was trying every moment to just keep her from having a fight with me and like driving me nuts. Um, so yeah, so we were engaged the whole time
0: or like half of it. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you have officially broken up with her and she starts dating. So she's with the guy that was in the photo with her ex-fiance. We'll call him Adam. She starts dating Adam. And does that go well? Is that kind of where it ends? Her and Adam right off into the sunset?
1: Oh, no, (laughs) there's more, you guys. So she dated him. I cut her off completely. She randomly reached out to me once, like a year and a half or so after we broke up the second time. I think just basically being like, hey, can we just be Internet friends? uh adam and i broke up whatever and like made some kind of brief comment about like he sucked or whatever and i was i was like whatever i said yeah that's fine we can be internet friends you know like i don't whatever that's fine immediately started sending me texts in the morning being like good morning with a heart so then i had to block her again so i blocked her again didn't hear anything from her but then i got more of the information from her about adam and like all that because i guess they only dated for like a year or two after that three years after we broke up the second time so like a year or two ago She And this is the last time I talked to Casey. So this is like kind of the end of it all in terms of like what I was involved in. But she randomly emails me yet again because she can't take a hint and sends me this email. And it's like this long winded email. This timestamp is three in the morning. And she mentioned in the beginning of it how, oh, Adam and I, like, I just dated Adam because he was there and he manipulated me and made me think he cared about me when we had broken up. And I was just so lost and heartbroken that you had broken up with me. And um, we broke up though, because he was abusive and controlling and he was a man child and all this stuff just basically sounding like, oh, he was so abusive and shitty and immature. Um, so apparently that's what happened. That's her version. And then I heard through the grapevine, he said that she was just obsessive and controlling which I have personal experience with so I personally believe Adam then she goes on to say how she's now dating a new person and their name is I don't know call him amanda so she's like i'm dating amanda now and um she's amazing and incredible and she just loves me so much and she and i are just doing so great but we're at this point in our relationship where like we just need to figure out if we're gonna go the long distance like if we're gonna we're gonna finish this off like we're gonna stay together forever or do we need to end it now like should we take it to the next level or not she's like but basically just being like but i just can't stop wondering about you and feeling like we were meant to be together and all this stuff about basically trying to romanticize it and make it seem like we were these like long lost connected lovers that like needed to be back together. I was like, girl, I haven't talked to you in like three years, basically. So I was like, I very, and she basically asked me, would you want to get back together? And she's like actively in a relationship with somebody else. So she's already moved on from Adam um, at this point. So I sent her a very, very nice email being like, no, hell no. (laughs) Fuck no. So, uh, yeah, so she, I said that, and then I found out. So then again, I think it's over and done with the next year. I happened to go on this podcast. Hilariously enough, I was like on a friend's podcast. Like it wasn't a big deal, but it was a friend's podcast that would, we were, she was a mutual friend of Casey. Like she, I met her through Casey. So like we still were friends occasionally and they'd ask me to be on it. I went on it for funsies. I didn't even think anything of it. We literally didn't talk anything about personal lives. I didn't bring up Casey, nothing. We talked about SpongeBob. Like it, it wasn't, it wasn't anything about her. And she, I guess, saw or heard the podcast on Instagram or whatever and flipped out on her friend, called her up being like, how dare you? This woman ruined my life talking about me. It was like, she ruined me. How could you do this? You're you're my friend. Like, why would you do this? All this stuff, freaking out. And they said, I'm so sorry. Like, we thought you guys were on good terms. And she goes, I mean, Casey did just get married. And I go, what? She goes, yeah, she, she just got married. And I said, to who? And I, was, I said, was it Amanda? You know, the girl she was dating. She, goes, Oh no, they broke up. I was like, who's she married to? She goes, she got married to, uh, I got to keep coming up with all these names. There's like 30 different people in this story. So then she's like, oh, well, she got together with Carla. And that's not her name, but like Carla. And Carla, everybody hold on tight. Remember all the story I'm, I'm telling you. Carla's the girl that when we broke up the first time, And she had dated those guys and then she had said, Oh, I dated this girl. It didn't work out, but like, I just wanted you to know, like, I'm, I'm doing better. Whatever it was that girl. So this girl and she talked mad shit about her to me when we dated the second time. She somehow managed to reach out in the span of like three or four months and not even that from October to February. She reached, she managed to somehow reach out to me, get rejected, whatever. Break up with her other girlfriend, Amanda, then somehow got into contact with Carla, who I don't even know if they were in contact at that point. So I assume she just did the same thing she did to me and emailed her and like made some kind of long lost lover email up. And then they eloped.
0: They're still married as far as I know. Yeah. So that's the end of it. It was wild. How long do you think her and Carla dated before they eloped? Like, how long has this been? When they
1: first met, from what I remember her telling me, it was like maybe four months that they had like a fling. They weren't even, ex- they weren't even dating. It yeah. was like a whole thing is what she told me at least. And then the second time, like when they, right before they eloped, I have no idea. Cause like I said, the timeline leaves very little room. She emailed me like in the middle of, or the late end of October of that year. And then by February of the next year, early February, she was already
0: married. Okay, so, so this is like a less than a six month type thing yeah
1: Yeah, I guess I'm doing like the four months run, but like the point is is like it's a very little time
0: yeah yeah, yeah. and I don't know I
1: have no idea when they started talking because like I said she messaged me in October was like trying to get with me so I don't know if she just like immediately messaged Carla or what or if she just cheated on Amanda I have no idea dude that's crazy it was a doozy and and yeah she the whole two years like I I'm trying to think of like some of the good ones, like the good examples. Cause it was wild. I mean, I had random people who weren't even close friends of mine just observe us together and they were concerned and hearing that after we did, we broke up, cause then people started kind of coming out and saying like, we were worried about you, but you see, cause I never talked badly about Casey. I was very respectful and I, Still do try to do that. I don't believe in like talking shit about your partner to your friends when you're mad. It's one thing to vent and go to, to, to them for like advice or like after you've resolved it. But it's another thing to like talk shit about your partner, and make them look bad in front of your friends when it's like that's between you and them, unless it's something serious, obviously. And I think I just was naive and young and I didn't realize at the time, like I was being kind of abused at this point. Um, So I didn't talk about it. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't say anything about it. I didn't complain about it. I didn't anything. So a lot of people told me later on, they're like, I didn't say anything to you because it seemed like you were happy as could be and you're fine or not happy. But you know what I mean? I was, I was content.
0: What did they say that they observed? Like when they said we were concerned about you, what did they see that concerned them? They
1: saw the controlling people in my class saw her because she would go to class with me. If I went to class, she went to class with me and it was like a thing. So then I had to introduce her to everybody around the table. And So even they were like, that was weird. That was weird. And then also another one was like, I remember my roommate, my best friend at the time, the same one that that whole like suicide threat thing happened with Casey was visiting and my roommate and I were watching TV. It was really late and Casey got tired. was like, I want to go to sleep. And I said, okay, go to sleep. I'll, I'll be in there in a minute. I just want to stay up a little longer. Wouldn't accept it. Started literally whining, going Babe, go to bed. I'm tired. Even my roommate was like, I could see it on her face, being like, What the hell is this? You know, but I was just like, okay, I'll go to bed. Like I just didn't even, I was like, fine, we'll go to bed. Things like that. Um, and then other times, like I'd go to the bar. And even if I did go to the bar, and that sounds like I'd go out all the time, but I mean, just simple hangouts with my friends, she would ruin it because I would tell her no, I'm going out. And then I would get sucked into like a text fight. And so People had noticed, like just people coming to visit and hang out with their friends that I was hanging out with, they would see me on my phone. And a couple of times, I guess, one of them had noticed the text and like what Casey was saying to me and like what the conversation was of her basically being like, you need to be home right now talking to me. And she like nudged my friend and was like, are you seeing this? Like she thought it was weird and she didn't even know me that well at the time. So
0: things like that. Why do you think she felt like she needed to be around you all the time? Because that's the sense that I'm getting. It's like, yes, a lot of those behaviors are controlling, but it almost seems like she couldn't be by herself. I think she's just what people
1: call a lot, like the serial dater, you know? Like, I mean, it's even in when our relationship, like the first time we broke up, granted, that was like a whole thing. But the first time we broke up, she was dating a new guy within three weeks. And then she dated a new guy sometime later on and then and she got engaged in four months. And then she dated immediately. Somebody. And then the second time we broke up to like, not even two weeks, she's dating a new guy. I haven't seen Casey in a long time. But my personal experience when I was with her, I think Casey struggles with security of being on her own. And it makes me sad because I did fall in love with her for a lot of reasons. I said all of them earlier about common interest, but like she was a very intelligent, very intelligent person, very hardworking, very responsible in a lot of ways. And it made me sad. And it still does that. I feel like she's just a serial dater. She can't be by herself because I don't know what else it could be. It's just, she's, she's rarely ever not with somebody. And even when we broke up, she like, I didn't say yes. And then she broke up with somebody and is already in, in
0: married to somebody like less than six months later. Has this affected you in new relationships? Like, do you find yourself having triggers or having fears going into new relationships? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I wish I'd had something like this, oddly enough,
1: when I was going through it. Because I just didn't... You don't see those intimate things. You don't hear the messy stuff as much unless you're close friends with somebody and they tell you. I definitely have triggers. I definitely still have things that I now see... I had to unlearn because dating new people... I like got married now, my wife and I, I, even to this day, I have to kind of catch myself because I kind of set myself up with this baseline or this foundation, this idea of what a relationship is like, that is not healthy. I have to learn that being codependent to that level is not normal. Um, that was something that I got, I had to really unlearn and recognize with later relationships was like, it's okay. And I had to stop having this habit of being like, well, I, I need some time to myself and, and like justifying it or being like, well, I need to hang out with friends because I have to like, there was no more just, I could just be like, I'm going to hang out with a friend. That's it. It wasn't a big deal. Having my own time is a big one. Having the space to be able to say like, I just wanted to take some time to myself. We don't need to be together 24/7 in the same house, things Mm -hmm. like that. I had to really unlearn and recognize like that's healthy and that's normal. And that goes other ways too. There's been times even in my, my marriage now where I've had to learn to recognize like I'm I'm being controlling or manipulative out of just like my experience of what I expect a relationship to be and learning to say like she has the right to just do that herself. Or that doesn't mean anything against me if she wants to do those things on her own or she's hanging out with this person more right now or whatever, it's okay. And it's been a huge relief because that's not my normal attitude. So it's nice to kind of go back to how I naturally feel about relationships and kind of relearning healthy stuff, if that makes sense.
0: Do you wish you could have handled any parts of your ex relationship differently like do you look back and obviously like there's always a point where you wish you could have left but do you wish there was a a way that you would could have worked through that relationship while you were still in it, what would you go back and do differently while you were in it?
1: I don't have any regrets really with the first six months we dated. I really don't. Like I said earlier, when we started talking again the second time and I, I immediately noticed that she was just not respecting boundaries when I said, look, there's no guarantee we're getting back together. We're trying this out. You were pretty shitty to me. So like you, we need to take it slow. There's no guarantee. And she just didn't respect it. Um, I wish I had recognized then and had the courage. I think it was courage at that point. Because I don't want to say strength. I think I was very strong in a lot of ways, but I was, I needed courage to recognize and say like, I'm going to take this risk because I'm looking at these red flags right now. And I know she's already shown shitty behavior in the past, clearly hasn't changed. And she's now like doubling down almost. And we haven't even been like a week into talking again. I wish I had recognized then and had the courage to say, this isn't going to work. We need to just remain friends or we're just not going to talk. And I would have saved myself like two and a half years of awful, awful treatment and awful, awful stress and more time to learn those habits. And those like this idea that like relationships have to be this like heavy codependent
0: thing. When you got out of the relationship, finally, when you finally put your foot down, was that more of a relief or were there things that you still felt like you were grappling with and working through once it ended?
1: I honestly felt like it was just a relief. I it was honestly such a good feeling and I because I had been so scared and I had been avoiding breaking up with her, even though I was just so miserable, pretty much from the jump of dating of us dating again it was a huge relief. I remember I called her and was like, we're done. I didn't even give myself a chance to like talk myself out of it. And I called her up and was like, we're done. We're finished all that. And then hearing her like happy on speakerphone with obviously the intention of making you look bad, just all of it made me snap into being like, fuck this. I'm over it. So I, I remember waiting and kind of holding my breath for a while of like, when is it going to hit me? And I'm going to have the same reaction I had the first time that I've been so scared about and I never had it. I obviously, like I said, have things that I've had to work through relationship, like in the habits, like I said, things like that. But no, in terms of like grieving or like closure or anything, no, I just dropped it. And I have not regretted it since or
0: felt sad about it, quite honestly. So looking back on the relationship and remembering the time where you were trying to decide between like, do I want to go out and be heartbroken, which it sounds like you didn't even have to go through that once it finally ended, and also just putting up with the controlling behavior with someone you love. If there's somebody that's listening right now and finds themselves between those two equally difficult positions, what would you tell them to help them make the best decision for themselves? As in like whether to stay or go kind of thing?
1: I would honestly say, and like I said, that's why I think this podcast is really cool because I wish I'd had something like this. Talk to some people. You can be respectful and talk to your family, your friends, whoever. Talk to somebody who sees them around you, talk to them about what's going on. I think it's validating to hear from others. And you probably, if you're feeling uncomfortable and you're at this point, there's probably somebody around you who already has feelings that support it hearing it from others helps get that courage to feel like, okay, I'm not crazy. Like I have a right to feel this way. But if you don't want to do that, I say, look at it objectively, Um, really lay down for a minute as cheesy as it sounds, lay down a pros and cons list and really give. be honest, be serious, be honest. Do not romanticize it. Do not, well, but they usually do, don't do that. Be objective. Do you oftentimes feel anxious? Do you feel strained? Do you guys typically fight more than you do have good conversations? Is it, more bad than good typically, because if that's just objectively true, you need to break it off. If you're meant to be, I don't want to say it will be, but if you're meant to be, if they truly have your best concerns in mind and really care about you, if you sit them down, you say, I'm not happy in this relationship for X, Y, Z reasons, we're done. If it truly is going to work out, they will make the changes and it'll work itself out later. Otherwise it's not working out. You need to leave. (laughs) be objective about it is probably what I would say. Cause I got caught up in this like romanticizing and I'm very much like, but it was so great the first six months and and we, she's my first everything and I'm her first thing. And we had amped it up as like teenagers to be this big thing. And I think that got in my way a lot. And the anxiety of like, well i'm scared to leave and and also with that if you're if it really is just the fear of like well then i'm just going to spend the rest of my life being heartbroken take it from me as somebody who had the exact same feeling it doesn't change how much the relationship meant to you it doesn't change the parts of it that were good and you really deeply care about and you don't want to lose but what's working what's happening now is no longer that you need to take care of yourself first Leave the relationship. It's not what you're you're making it out to be because I just kept romanticizing it and it really messed me up. And I didn't want to leave because I didn't want to feel heartbroken. You'll be okay. You will meet somebody who treats you better and you're not going to be heartbroken forever. I promise. I
0: know it's hard to believe me right now. If somebody's listening to this and feels like this. I promise you, you won't. Do you have any other final words of wisdom or just anything that you would like to comment on from your story that you just really want people to hear?
1: Honestly, just the same thing I said earlier about like, I mean, I guess I should phrase it better when it comes to like, don't, don't worry about like, it's going to be fine. You're going to, you won't be heartbroken. I guess what I really should say is like, you need something that my sister said to me. And I guess this would be, it would be when I was really devastated the first time you broke up. She had said, "You guys aren't together. Period. That that's the issue. Or you know, you're you're going to break up with them. Period. That's that's the issue. You can't change that part because it's just objectively objectively for the best." She said, "But right now, you need to take care of you, regardless of how devastated you are. So you need to move on for the sake of taking care of yourself because you being devastated and crushed and heartbroken isn't going to make them come back um, or isn't going to fix the issue that's causing you to break up. Take care of yourself. Focus on that." and everything else will work out on the side. So I would say that, take care of yourself, whether you've already broken up or you're thinking about it, prioritize taking care of yourself because it's really true. You putting yourself in a pit of despair to the point where you're not eating, sleeping or anything, you're not functioning and you're miserable is not gonna make it better. It's not gonna fix the issue. Um, that helped me kind of get back on track. And then I was able to move on from it and stand your ground. I think that's the other one too. If you see people treating you like shit, call yourself out on it when you're trying to like back yourself out of it, call yourself out on it and say, no, you know what? You know, this isn't right. This isn't good treatment of you. It's tough, but no, I'm not going to tolerate this. And if they leave because of that, let them leave.
0: Tune in on Thursday for a conversation with a mental health professional. We are going to be talking about the nuances that come with balancing your religion and your faith with also your sexual identity, because I know a lot of you can relate to that. And also, we'll just be breaking down this breakup and talking about why this relationship fell apart on just so many different levels. And again, if you want to check out the breakup breakdown brunch, all the ticket information is going to be in the episode description. I'll see you whenever you decide to tune in next.